brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest. And we're on for what seems like the 400th time today because we've had a lot of technical difficulties yet again. I have Chris here with me. I do not have Simon, although we had Simon earlier, but due to technical difficulties, he is not able to appear. But the Dolphins are 3 0. Now, we are like 0-3 on this podcast today, but the Dolphins are 3-0 after their victory over the Oakland Raiders, 28-20. to Chris, your impressions on this game? We've changed our name from, uh, from three yards per carry to, um, to two podcasters per, uh, per podcast to uh, <laughs> basically three recordings per podcast. <laughs> and um and i'm just wondering what's going to happen next because this is even more frustrating than watching three quarters of the dolphins game this sunday as they just you know fumbled around and did basically nothing on offense for most of the game and were losing to an oakland raiders team that uh, i for one thought that they would beat pretty handily and um of course they did end up beating pretty handily but you know the, not before really dicking us around a bunch. Um, I thought I came away, you know, it's nice to come out of the game in hindsight and be like, you know, Hey, yeah, we, we won 28 to 20. It was a pretty strong offensive outing. We had 370 yards of offense and uh, you know, 40 yards uh, rushing or 370 passing 40 yards rushing, something like that. It was a good game. It was a, it was a really, you know, Good games are frustrating, I think. Uh, and you, we talk about this sometimes when we're watching other sports like basketball, you know. Um, the, good, the good games, the ones that you really enjoy and that you remember are the ones that kind of go back and forth and, uh, and uh, frustrate you at times. This one was frustrating uh, mainly for, for some reasons that maybe we don't like. But, um, you know, the, they really did open it up at the end, I think, that uh, with the Raiders' defense being – uh, a little bit tired maybe uh, in the heat um, or, or at least just a little unawares. Um, they, they just unleashed lightning on them. We'll talk about that later and, uh, and came away with a really nice victory. One that you can kind of believe in because of the way that it happened and the character that the team showed. So it was, it was fun that way, but man, for three quarters, I was, I was texting you guys and WhatsApp and none of y'all, none of y'all were answering me. And, um, <laughs> I was in a pool. Yeah. And I was, it was just like, uh, you know, the, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm getting tired of this shit. <laughs> Jordy Nelson. What? Seriously. Yeah. I said this during the game. I was, you know, that first play there that, um, that he runs almost the distance and Jerome Baker and got him, got him down. Uh, you know, kudos to Jerome Baker. I, it, was a, it was a little bit, I said it was a little bit like, you know, aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like the play? 
yeah. but, um, but Jerome Baker showed some speed on that on that play because you know Jordy Nelson wasn't as slow as you think he was on that um, that play, and still Jerome Baker had the Jets and he uh, and he and he pulled them down, and of course they got the touchdown anyway. Yeah, let me tell you what I found completely frustrating in this game, and those were those. Two pass interference penalties, uh, both of which I thought were complete garbage. The one on Stills, especially, because yes. look, I don't have a I don't have a crystal ball in front of me, and I'm not going to go ahead and say that the Dolphins would have gotten an easy seven points. But I'm going to go ahead and say that the Dolphins would have gotten an easy seven points on that mm-hmm. drive because the result would have been first and ten at the 18 yard line with about 52 seconds left in the half. I'm sorry, I think they go up 14 to 10 at the half, and the worst case scenario is 10-10. And they didn't because of a bad call, a horrific call. Kenny Stills is trying to get out of the way of that defender. Yet yeah. they call him for pass interference, and they completely reverse the field. It was, uh, it was essentially a net loss of about 35 yards on well, one you know bad it, call. You know what it looked like to me? It looked like somebody, somebody was complaining about us before the game. To the, yes. To the, and, and, and they, they absolutely were, watched us, and then they, they, they gave them – I guess a nod call, but yeah. you would say a yeah. nod call. Like, hey, look, like you know, we paid eyes, attention to what you said. They had their eyes peeled on us, and uh, and they they were just looking for to make some example out of something, and they found two examples. And you know, whoever whoever ratted us out to the league, you know, fucking, I'll send a Keem Spence at you. That's <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, and hopefully he swings a helmet at you. Yeah. All right, uh, you know it isn't that is against the rules. Right. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Okay. You know what's not frustrating? What's this that? little app that we have here, which is no, no. Uh We've, we we kind of really enjoy it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Want to get an edge over Vegas and the books? This app, BetQL, is available for download, and it's the only mobile app that puts all the important research you need to make smart bets in one place. With BetQL, you can easily access line movement to see how the lines have moved. This app gives you access to public betting trends in real time so you can see which side the public favors. BetQL's powerful algorithm gives users value bets of the day based off of detailed recent and historical trends. You can also calculate your return on your picks and track them throughout the day. The best part of all is that you can download BetQL for free. That's free from your Apple or Android device. Head to betql.co to download the only app you need to outsmart Las Vegas. That's betql.co. BetQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. So, Chris, you've been playing with that app. Is I I use it. I found it very useful, actually, um, because I don't know if uh, any of our listeners are like me, but you you know how you sort of get into maybe too many fantasy leagues or too many pickums or too many you know too many things like that. And you just don't have the time. Uh, I find myself in a college spread pickum and a NFL spread pickum, and where I have to pick all of these games, and and I just uh, you know between career and Miami Dolphins stuff and uh, and family life and i just don't have the time and then here i had i'm, I'm looking at this betql thing because i'm investigating it because they're our sponsor now and so we have to we have to look at it and i'm using it this weekend because it's making everything like really easy uh as far as like looking at uh public plays and 
and where the uh, public betting trends are going, where the line, uh, where the lines are moving, whether the lines are moving in the opposite direction of where the public is playing, which makes you think that the sharps are waiting to jump, jump on something. And then they've also got, you know, everything, uh, you know, rated with their own, uh, value system you know saying whether it's a good bet or not good bet i mean it saved mm. it saved me a load of time and actually i i did really enjoy it and i am actually using it like that's a, this is not this is not just something that we're saying oh yeah they're a sponsor we use it no i'm i'm actually using this shit <laughs> yeah yeah no, and i and i love that feature i love the feature where they tell you what is uh the correct line based on how the public is betting right and uh, that's pretty instructive. I'm not going to tout it one way or the other, but if you're a gambling man like like I am, you kind of mm-hmm. want to know these things because if you're going to take three points and the app tells you that you should be taking five points, mm-hmm. that kind of tells you what you should or should not do. Well, I no like that. Advice. It's got this. It's got the information for you, but like you can sort by it, like really yeah. easy. So you can say, uh, show me the show, show me the public betting trends view, and then it's got all the games for the week sorted from you know highest percentages to lowest percentages, and then you can on any one of the games you can just say, okay, show me the line movements and um, on this game, and it just kind of drops down, and you, you're seeing that 93% of the public are betting in this direction on this game. And, but the line is moving the other way, and you're like, oh, well, uh, maybe I want to, maybe I want to bet this, uh, bet with the sharps on this one. Well, we've already talked about it a little bit. Uh, I want to get into the offense here and what they did on the game. Uh, they actually had, you know, 370 yards of passing and uh, technically only 40, 41 yards of rushing in the game. So they had a lot of offense today or in the game uh, the other day, and they had 28 points. I mean, this is, this is what you wanted, Alf. You wanted four, four touchdowns in the game. Yeah. And they gave your four touchdowns. So, um, so they had a good day. It didn't look pretty for about three quarters of the game because it looked like they were only scoring, uh, you know, the, just the one touchdown for much of the time. But they ended, you know, all's well that ends well, I guess. Um, I guess the the impression that I have, you know, and I hate to be, I mean, after such a great day offensively, you know, what do I complain about um, and should I complain at at all? I I come away, I look at the fact that Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson only had nine and ten snaps respectively, uh, and yet they were the heroes of the game. They were the absolute, you know, stars of the game, really, on offense. They had three touchdowns. between or they were involved in three touchdowns jakeem grant scored two technically um you know receiving two touchdowns even though one of them is that little front flip uh garbage that i think is really a run but somehow gets scored as yeah. a pass anyway um and albert wilson ran one of those as well and then threw one you know to jakeem uh so they they were involved in three touchdowns together they were the stars and they and they had a lot of yards and they made a lot of plays and I was looking at it, and they've been on the field together as a pair uh, 18 times this year and have 100 – and the offense is, uh, has gained 196 yards and three touchdowns with those two on the field as a pair. And I, I come away, I look at 10 snaps, 9 snaps between the two of them. I'm like, good God, you got to get them on the field a lot more than this. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I don't I – don't... I don't understand why they're not playing more and they seem to be playing as a team 
Like they only come on the field together. And yeah. I think with Devontae Parker and the flash that Devontae Parker showed, especially with that 36-yard yeah. catch. He uh, did have a good play there. Give him credit there. Yes, he did. I think that's just going to play right into what Adam Gase thinks. Mm. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a coincidence that Adam Gase cracked all those we got a bunch of little guy jokes, okay? Yeah. Uh, he's a fan of Devontae Parker's. And Devontae Parker's going to play. I'm sorry. He's going to get the snaps. I don't have the snap count in front of me. Do you have it? Uh, how many snaps did Devontae Parker play? Yeah, he got about 33. I think uh, Danny Amendola got 31. Uh, I'm, the lead snap getter was Kenny Snell, uh, Kenny Stills, of course. Uh, and he's going to be yeah. the lead snap getter uh, um, among everybody. But uh, Absolutely. really, I mean, when you when you think about the fact that Devontae and Danny Amendola and not to take away the play from the plays that both of those guys made because Danny made some really important plays as well. I thought this was his best game as a Dolphin. Yeah, yeah so far, I, I, I would agree with you. It was his best game, um, which in itself might be saying something that's not as flattering. But, um, right. you know, but three times as many snaps, three times as many snaps. And, and yet these guys, these, you know, the, the shorter guys, the t- short, quick, fast, uh, explosive playmakers – they're the ones that took over the game. And, mm-hmm. you know, Albert Wilson kind of took over in his own way in that Jets game too because uh, Adam Gase even said that, you know, he kind of bailed him out of a bad play call against that defense and, uh, and made a touchdown out of nothing. And, uh, and then go back to the Titans game, and, and I know this wasn't on offense, but Jakeem Grant really sparked that um, – the the team in general with that uh, kickoff return touchdown that was an answer to when the Titans actually seemed like they had started to get momentum on their side after all those lightning delays, they yeah. went down the field and scored that touchdown. And I think they tied the game up. And then the very next play, Jakeem Grant, you know, 102 yards kickoff return touchdown. So it's been all three games with these guys. All three games of these guys, they're the ones taking control of the game. They're the stars of the offense so far. I mean, we talk about the, the defense later, and we have a very important star to talk about there. But on the offense, you know, it's been the Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant show, and yet 10 snaps, 9 yeah, snaps. That, that was Parker, odd. Devontae Parker three times as many snaps as them in his first game back, you know, from the, from the injury. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't, I, I, it would be one of the, I, I said this before, it'd be one of the first questions that I would ask of Adam Gase. And uh, I wouldn't make it a comfortable question either. Cause I, you know, I want to, I want him to have that sort of that Nick Saban moment when he's got to uh, explain why Travaris Tillman is getting all the snaps at safety, even though everybody can see that Jeremiah Bell is making plays left and right. Uh, yeah. I, Gaze. I want Adam Gaze to actually have to explain this one to me. You know, hey, Adam, uh, I noticed that Devontae and Danny are getting three times as many snaps as as Jakeem and uh, and Albert Wilson, even though Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant are, are the ones making all the plays. Uh, what gives? Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you what I came away kind of encouraged from is uh, is uh, Danny Amendola has three catches for 42 yards were an important 42 yards, especially since two of them converted on third downs. Mm-hmm. But Mike Kosecki, three for 31. We have a Mike Kosecki signing, sighting. And now, yeah, and now that A.J. Derby seems to be injured and might miss a couple of weeks maybe. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate because I think he's been playing well. Yes. Uh, 
Mike Kosecki is now going to get a heavy load in 11 personnel. So maybe this is the breaking up party. Maybe it happens next week against the Patriots. Who knows? You know, but, this isn't going to be as bad, I don't think, as um, as it could be. And the reason yeah. why is because of the way that they started to use Mike Gesicki and, um, and A.J. Derby, and especially in the wake. So the, the big thing that, hap- that happened already happened, and that was Marquise Gray getting injured. Yeah. Uh, when that happened, I think a lot of their 12 personnel stuff sort of just got thrown out of the playbook. Uh, and you can see mm. it in the, in the way that they've been calling the games. They've really only – in the first two games, I think they maybe had something like 14 snaps and 12 personnel. And in this game, I, I don't I, – I forget what the actual tally was, but it was very, very few snaps in mm-hmm. 12 personnel. And the reason that I think it went away is because uh, – we talked about it before. Marquise Gray is very compatible with a Mike Gesicki um, and what he does because Mike Gesicki moves out, you know, off the – off the formation and um, and Marquise Gray can play attached to the line as a Y or he can play, you know, from the backfield as sort of a fullback while uh, Kasicki plays the Y or, you know, he can, he can play out wide and, you know, all, both of these guys, their versatility like mirrors each other and mm-hmm. versatile guys play well with one another. I think that um, I, you know, and, I, I think that AJ Derby and Mike Gesicki aren't quite as compatible that way. And so what you've seen is actually Adam Gase talked about it. He's like, I have to actually pay attention to which one's in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason is I think that they don't generally both play together uh, in, in 12 personnel or something like that. And so what's going to happen is the, the plays that AJ Derby would have been the single tight end in uh in 11 personnel now Gesicki will be and since they basically had the same you know the same uh skill set anyway um neither of them are strong blockers you know they're they're both mostly pass guys uh that they were using for as mismatch weapons I think Mm -hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be you know kind of plug plug and play really it's it's gonna be the same thing um so and Durham Smith is still gonna come in as the uh, as a second tight end and twelve personnel, I guess the real question is who's going to be the third, because yeah. they don't have one, right? I mean, yeah, they they well, and they need one. They use thirteen personnel. They they use it probably more frequently than they do twelve personnel. Well, and if we've been and and if you've been watching Durham Smith the way we've been watching Durham Smith, he seems kind of lost. Yeah. He, uh, like his rookie year looks like it might be a redshirt year. Yeah, at least at least so far, and maybe it's a little you know. To be fair to him, what were in the first three games, right? You know, yeah, it's, yeah. So the there is some time. Not even October yet. Um, so we'll see as we go and get on it. But I I agree with you. It's it's he hasn't necessarily really stood out even in blocking necessarily. I thought, um, and that's that's supposed to be his uh, his strength, and uh, not not gonna, it's way too early it's absurdly early to say anything about regrets about taking him in the draft or anything like that it's just that you know he he goes out there and sometimes he looks like a rookie or sometimes he looks a little bit like um you know sort of just a guy um now he's going to be asked to step up because he's you know he's he's got to sit, sit in there uh when they do go 12 personnel and certainly when they go 13 personnel maybe they get an extra offensive lineman out there i don't know um, they've got to sign somebody. We'll see, but um, yeah. but they're missing. They're missing. They're missing Marquise Gray already. I'm not sure the Derby, you know, um, injury 
has as much impact as the gray one did, I think, because mm. you know, Derby kind of kind of interchangeable a little bit. Yeah, and let's be fair. You can find tight ends out there. Like tight ends to, to play in 13 personnel, they exist. They're all over yeah, the place. And we were just looking at it today. We were rolling, <laughs> we were rolling through. Like Kobe yeah, Felino. I was, yeah, I was shocked that Kobe Felino was actually available yeah, out there. Exactly. exactly. And I, I honestly think that um, if they do get a little bit desperate that way, uh, Adam Gase could you know, give – give Anthony Fasano a call and see how he feels about yeah. un, you know, pulling a Jay Cutler on uh, retiring and, uh, and coming back to, to play a few snaps. Um, but yeah. That could work. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about the defense and what was an auspicious start. But first a word on bet DSI from Simon Clancy. It is that time to take your pigskin knowledge to the bank with BetDSI.com because they are celebrating 20 years online. They've built an impeccable reputation for great service and fast payment for your winnings. They have an excellent mobile interface so you can play, win, and get paid anytime, anywhere. So to help you get started with some extra bang for your buck, the guys at BetDSI are offering double your money on your first deposit. So deposit to start winning and get up to $2,500 free. You heard me, double your money from the get-go for $2,500 free. When it comes to football, BetDSI has every wager you could ever want or imagine. If it's happening in sports, they'll put a line on it. The NFL, Major League Baseball, UFC, the Premier League, eSports, political stuff, whatever you want, they've got it. You know you're ready to win, so join BetDSI today and use the promo code YARDS101, that's YARDS101, to get in the action and get paid. So don't stand on the sidelines this season. Be in it to win it and enjoy the games that much more when you play with BetDSI.com. And speaking of BetDSI, I did have the Dolphins' money line in a parlay, and the Cowboys completely blew that up with that um, terrible performance in the in the 4 o'clock game. I was completely shocked. That team is garbage, uh, that's Chris. Rough. That's rough. I, yeah. I, I feel for you there. At first, you know, and, and where I really feel for you is I was, uh, you know, tinkering with all my, you know, stats and analytics and stuff like that. And initially I was like, oh, wow, the you know, the Seahawks are going to win this game. I was like, oh, this is they match up really well with the the, the Cowboys here, and and then I kind of took a, clo- or, or a further look at it and looked at the other side of the ball, and the Cowboys' defense had had been playing a little bit better than I thought they were, and um, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, the Cowboys' defense playing the way that that they are. I mean, yeah, Seahawks at home, but still, um, you yeah. know, they should. The Cowboys should win the game, and they they just fell so flat. Yeah, awful. imagine imagine being a Cowboy fan and watching Dak Prescott's rookie year, yeah. and then watching Zeke Elliott's rookie year, and saying, "Oh my God, we got co rookies of the year! What a draft we had!" Yeah. And then three years later, you wake up this morning and realize, you know what? Oh my God, we need to draft a quarterback. <laughs> Uh, and and when you don't have a quarterback, it feels like you've got nothing. I mean, we know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, we know that feeling. But yeah. we're happy with our quarterback, boy. Okay. Very, very. I mean, we're we're supposed to be talking about the defense, but we're still going to yeah. talk. About, well, you know, right before right before we get into the defense, right before we get into the defense, let me pass on this little stat. It's not a stat. It's more like an. It's more of an anecdote. But Danny at all underscore right underscore Miami sent me this. Okay. It's been 720 days since Ryan Tannehill lost a football game. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that right? Think about that. That's, that's insane. That is insane <laughs> to think about. Well, <laughs> okay. actually, and, and we were just we were talking about this earlier, 
uh, Ryan Tannehill does finally have 16 games under yes. Coach Adam Gase. Yeah, and, and it's 11 and five. In an 11 and five quarterback, you know, and um, and someone I think from the Miami Dolphins uh, press department was going through some of the statistics that uh, that Tannehill has put up during those 16 games. Very impressive. I mean, you know, a quarterback rating close to 100. Yeah. And, you know, a really productive guy. And, and of course, they're 11 and five. And the point that I raise is that they're 11 and five, but they rattled off 10 of their last 11. If this were any other team but the Miami Dolphins and any other quarterback but Ryan Tannehill, what everybody would be saying about them is that this is a red hot 11 and five team rolling into the playoffs to make a lot of noise and possible. But alas, we are the Miami Dolphins. This is Ryan Tannehill, and so we're not allowed to think that. No, we're not. We're not allowed to be happy either, okay? No. Because uh, today I saw uh, – <laughs> it, it was hilarious. Because I saw it, and I was like, really? Like, this is going to be your take on this? Mm-hmm. But ESPN had a segment where they decided that they were going to celebrate all the undefeated teams in the NFL. And the way they were going to do that was by talking about who was going to be defeated first. And uh, <laughs> I don't need to tell you – who they came up with, okay? Well, let's move on with that, all right? No more offense, <laughs> yeah, no, no more Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, fuck those guys. Let's talk about the defense, and let's start on a sour note. My God, Jordy Nelson can still run, huh? <laughs> do, we, do we really have to start on – man, didn't, in his picture, doesn't – I mean, he looks old. I mean, just, just look at that headshot that they kept using during the game of yes. Jordy Nelson. Oh, my God, he looks like a guy that you just – you know, meet at a CrossFit gym that's 47 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's still in shape, but he's clearly like 47. And, and But let's and be fair. Somewhere. Because this morning on the Levitard show, they were saying that, oh, my God, Jordy Nelson is slow. He gets caught from behind by Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, first of all, Minka Fitzpatrick well, is a okay. hell of an athlete. Yeah, he's really fast. But next-gen stats on NFL Network clocked Jordy Nelson at 20 miles an hour twice. Oh, my God. In that well, game, you know what? You know, I, I kind of wondered about that because I wondered if, um, because I, I, I was paying attention to like who was running with him, and, yeah, and you know how fast they were running and, and and stuff. And I know that some of these guys that were running with him and really trying to track him behind are actually like really fast. Like Jerome yeah. Baker, when he gets up to speed, he caught him from behind. But when he gets up to speed, I mean, he had he had four three speed. At Ohio State, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, private testings when they did when they did their campus testings, uh, he didn't time that way at the forty or at the um, the combine. But we know like what he what kind of speed he can reach at the top end, and we know what kind of speed Minka Fitzpatrick can reach at the top end too. And um, and he he was he was booking. He was really booking. Yeah. Well, th- let's get into it. Let's get into it. Whose fault were those first two plays? I think that Adam Gase. Let's start with the first one. Let's start with okay. the first one. All right. The first one, the first one we have, you know, uh, uh, Jordy Nelson kind of cut over the, the deep middle and, um, and caught a ball sort of in front of Minka Fitzpatrick, but it was really behind, you know, the linebackers. And at first uh, he was, he was lined up Jordy, Jordy and I believe it was Amari Cooper were, um, were kind of uh, stacked together uh, on the left-hand side. And uh, Bobby McCain did a little hand communication with Xavier Cooper, 
or, or sorry, Xavier Howard. Um, yeah, although, you know, I think that uh, Xavier might have also taken Amari Cooper's last name. Uh, as yes. Well as <laughs> but anyway, um, so I have you, a stat for you. I have a stat for you when we give out our game balls. Yeah. You know, um, spoiler so, alert. Uh, now you know who's getting a game ball. Yeah. Bobby McCain kind of gives us a little hand signal and, uh, and, and Xavier Howard, um, you know, he gets it. And, uh, and then Kiko Alonso comes blitzing off the edge. And it looks like, to me, it looks like a fire zone where everybody is supposed to, to back out into zone because they've got an extra blitz on. So they're, they're a little understaffed in, in the coverage. Um, but the one guy who wasn't backing up in a zone was Raekwon McMillan, who makes a beeline you know in man coverage straight to um to to Marshawn Lynch who who's running like a little uh, arrow route out to the uh to the left flat and I think that that's that might be the guy because Adam Gase said uh in response to a question where he was asked if Jerome Baker was was the guy that had the mistake on that play and Adam Gase said something like I'm I'm not going to get into you know attribution of of wrongdoing on a, on a play like that but it's it's not any of the it's not the guys that you guys that you're saying it is and uh-huh. it, this was in response to jerome baker's them them asking about jerome baker so i think it might have been raekwon mcmillan he was the only guy not playing zone in that entire defense uh at, you know while the dolphins were bringing that fire zone blitz yeah no and on that second one uh it's hard to really dissect who who actually screwed up that play. Mm. Wait, which one is the second one to you? Is it the touchdown or is it the um, the the other? No, forget about the touchdown. The touchdown's a touchdown. I'm talking about the two breakdowns that okay. led to the that led to the four million yards receiving in the, <laughs> in the first quarter by yeah. Jordy Nelson. Uh, that second one, it's really hard to make out who actually screwed that up. You know, I had a theory about that one. Uh, I thought that looking at it, because it, you looked at the, um, the the setup that they had, they had a two-by-two setup with um, two receivers on the, on the left and two receivers on the right, and both of the receivers were lined up stacked. And when you see that, it's often a screen. It's often a screen to the to the wide receivers uh, when, they, mm-hmm. when they stack them like that, especially, you know, mirroring them left and right that way. And I think that might have been what Bobby McCain was sort of expecting and keying because mm-hmm. he was just flat. I, I looked at it again to see if he, like, kind of bit forward thinking that it was a screen and then had to go on revert. He didn't. He was just flat-footed. And I think he was just flat-footed because he was reading and waiting to see the key for a screen, and then it wasn't coming. And then Jordy Nelson just ran straight by him. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. He has to go catch him, but man, it looked it looked pathetic. It was it was kind of terrible. It's a good thing and, they got that fixed by the you know as they went on in the game. Yeah. Now, if you look at the defensive performance overall, let's toss that let's toss that field goal at the end, okay? I because but seventeen points after having our offense our, our defense out there for mm. what was it seventy eight plays? Yeah, it was a it was a ridiculous play count. I think the um the final time of possession ended up being something like 38 and a half minutes versus uh, 21 and a half minutes. Yeah. Uh, it reminded us uh, it's, it's ironic that several of us on Twitter were talking about for no reason whatsoever. We were talking about the, um, that, that Miami Indianapolis game that happened, I believe in Miami where we possessed the ball for something like 42 minutes of the game and Peyton Manning still won. 
Like he yeah. won it with like 17 and a half minutes of offense or something ridiculous like that. Um, we were just talking about that before this game even started. And then it happened in sort of, you know, reverse the Oakland Raiders possessed it for 38 and a half minutes and we still won 28, 20. Uh, so, I, you know, that's cool. But at the same time, my God, you know, get off the field on third down. Yeah. Now, before we give out our game balls, let me just say one thing. Uh, King Spence, buddy, mm. uh, after the game, you said that you didn't know it was illegal to, to pull somebody's helmet off and swing it at them. I hope uh, he was joking. I hope he was joking, too. But <laughs> let, let me tell you, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's illegal, King. Okay. Yeah, it definitely. All right illegal I, I that up. was the worst play and and i hate to really do this to king spence because i think he's been he's been great all year but that was the worst play this defense has made all year first <sighs> of all it killed what would have been a camway third down sack to end a yeah. drive it extended their drive and gave them points and got you ejected and yeah. made your defense play with three defensive tackles the rest of the way and jesse okay. davis as an extra defensive tackle yes and especially you did that after William Hayes got injured. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, like that's just that just wasn't good. And I know that the the Dolphin media people, the the social media people, put out video of Akeem Spence waiting for all the guys outside the locker room as he was watching the game, and he was, you know, congratulating everybody on on the win. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I trust that he's gonna. I'm, I trust that he got. Let's let's just say that he got a talking to and. <laughs> He has a come to Jesus moment over this so. and it, and it doesn't happen again because that was not a good look. It was not a good play. Okay. I, I think what I worry about really is that, and I know that these guys are supposed to play with passion and we, we enjoy that and we want that. I mean, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. We love all of that body bag stuff. Yeah. yeah. All of that is great. But, yeah, but until but the whistle blows. But this is consistent. I mean, they. I mean, if you think back to like the the fights that happened last year, and you know, Kenyon Drake getting ejected, and Jarvis Landry with some of his antics, um, and there was there was some stuff like that in, happening in preseason. There was a fight uh, on the field. It, you know, the, I, I realize they're playing with passion, but this seems like consistent almost under under Gase. And I know yeah. it drives me crazy because he says it drives me crazy, but. Um, you know, I'm not so sure he's not encouraging it, to be honest yeah. with you. You wonder if he's sort of saying that and then, you know, behind the walls, maybe maybe saying something just a little bit different or, you know, yeah. kind of very lightly discouraging them from, from that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I, I don't want to accuse him of anything. But um, it, it, it does seem like something that this team does. And yeah. uh, I got a handle on that because that, that really could have impacted the game. But, Big um, time, especially I, when it happened. I, before we even give out the game balls, you know, we're talking, we're just talking about shout outs on the, on this defense. Cameron Wake played a fantastic game. Yes, uh, he did. Looked like himself. And I was happy to see that because. And he made I, the, the mummified remains of Donald Penn tap out sometime in the third quarter. Yes, too. he did. And then, and then TJ Clemmings was just lost against him. Um, yeah. and, and so, and, but he was he earholed Derek Carr several times and made his presence felt. I, some of them I thought I thought Derek Carr wasn't going to get up. Um, <laughs> no. he, he hit him so hard on some of those plays, and uh, and so it was good to see him return to form because in the first two games I was kind of like getting to the point I was like, 
well, we're, we're talking about Robert Quinn a lot, and, you know, we never seem to be talking about Cam Wake anymore. What's what's going on there, buddy? All right, Absolutely. Chris, give me your game balls. Well, I'm going to give a game ball uh, to Albert Wilson on the offense because I thought that, um, first off, what he did is incredible. We've talked about this before. He's one of the, one of the few players in history to throw a, you know, 50-yard touchdown and catch a 50-yard touchdown or something like that um, in the same game. And uh, he really, this is, this is the second time that he's kind of shown up in the game and, and made that sort of play. And uh, I thought that his involvement and his spark won the game at the end. Also, Jakeem Grant, too. I don't want to take that up, but I've already given a game of ball to Jakeem Grant earlier in the year. Um, so I'm going to stick with Albert Wilson here. Uh, I think that he showed a lot of people that you don't have to miss Jarvis Landry uh, because he's um, – you know, he's been replaced with a guy who is electric and, uh, and he, he helped us win the game at the end. So, and it wasn't just because he threw the touchdown or because he, um, he ran for that touchdown also on Jakeem Grant's play, the 18 yard touchdown that he had, uh, alone where he kind of ran it. It was like, I guess it was technically a forward pass, but there was Albert Wilson on the outside blocking his ass off and and Jakeem running right behind it and it was you know there were several reasons why that play was able to happen but one of the big ones was the block that Albert Wilson had and he brings that sort of stuff to the table consistently so this is a fantastic player I'm really glad that we have him I give him a game. all right and my game balls I got I got three game balls my first game ball is to Xavier Howard like seriously he caught more balls from Derek Carr, and the, these are official stats, okay? Nobody's going to keep these stats, but I'm going to give them to you. He caught more balls from Derek Carr, the Oakland Raiders quarterback, than Amari Cooper caught on Xavier Howard in that game. Xavier Howard had gave up one catch for seven yards to Amari Cooper. He caught two interceptions from Derek Carr. He is absolutely elite. He is everything that we say he was going to be and is, and I suggest, you know, we don't have Mrs. Stephen Ross here, but mm -hmm. I suggest to Stephen Ross to not get too scared about the numbers that are going to be put in front of you, but start thinking about a long-term extension this summer for Xavier Howard. He deserves it. He's elite. And my other two game balls go to Albert Wilson and Jakeen Grant for one thing and one thing alone. That high five yeah. on that clinching touchdown if this season goes anywhere, and we think it might, you know, you never know. If it goes anywhere, that's going to be the picture that we're going to remember this season from. It's a, it's going to be a, it's, it's a classic moment, really. It really is. But it'll only get remembered if this team is actually pretty good. All right, guys, that's it. There is no more this Thursday. We will be previewing the Dolphins tilt versus the New England Patriots. The Dolphins will be actually playing a game to try to put three and a half games between them and the hated Patriots. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. 
Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.